Welcome to the vault where you can find the code to unlock your success. In this space, I invite real, inspiring and successful experts. We have eye-opening conversations about the way to reach your highest potential in life and in business. We will cover the mastery of mindset, energy, emotions, transformation, sales, marketing, thriving in business without losing your authenticity and balance. Hi, I'm Sonia Martinovic and host of The Vault, an entrepreneur, mindset mastery and online business coach with an obsession on real transformation. I'm on a mission to help entrepreneurs and other influencers master the mindset and build a successful and impactful business. Do you want to break free from your limitations and express your truest self in business and in life? Is growth your game and success your aim? Then you are in the right place. Welcome to the vault. Let's start cracking your code. And welcome to another episode of The Vault. And I'm so excited because I just got to meet the amazing Melissa Keenan. And she's the go-to intuitive intimacy expert for the top one who has who helps high-powered female CEOs use their feminine energy as a 10x growth strategy. She's a CEO. She's a keynote speaker, an international and a USA Today bestselling author. She's also the host of the Chronicles of the High-Powered Female CEO interview series. After investing nearly 200K in certifications and in trainings, plus overcoming traumatic relationship experience, Melissa understands the female CEO feeling trapped in the masculine. She helps her gain time freedom, intimacy, and fulfillment without losing momentum. Melissa enjoys dancing, singing, working, and praying at her hobby ranch in Northern Nevada, where she lives with her husband, CJ, and their four children. And she's amazing because we just spoke about men and women, and there is so much to discuss on this podcast. Welcome, Melissa. I'm super excited. I hope you guys are excited too to meet Melissa. Hi, thank you. Yeah, so Melissa, tell, tell our audience a little bit more about uh, your story, what got you up to this point? You had some amazing achievements and then you had some amazing insights when it comes to uh, feminine and masculine energy. Can you tell us a little bit more about your story? Mm, well, I could go on about, you know, certifications and stuff like that, but actually probably where the bulk of my power comes from is the school of hard knocks. <laughs> like, <laughs> Having really difficult life experiences that led me to to the passions that I have and healing the things that I've healed. So growing up, I was born into a family where the men had really hurt their wives and the women were very disempowered and oppressed for generations back. Um, and we're talking horrendous things. Um affairs, abuse, addiction, all the kinds of things, right? And and so, uh, you know, super traumatic childhood, which left me in survival mode. Mm. And survival mode is synonymous with masculine energy and toxic masculine energy. I didn't think it was really safe to be in feminine energy or embrace any of the um, maybe softer 
parts of myself. And I didn't even want a family, but I actually, I opened my heart. I I was uh, in high school and I joined the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which is super family-oriented faith. And, you know, we're still active in that faith now. And it opened up my heart a little bit to be like, you know, maybe it doesn't have to be so dangerous to have a family. The way that I do things is I do things all in, right? All in. So it was like, okay, then. And then I got married at 20. We had our first baby by 21. We had three children by age 25. And all that time I was in the masculine in the partnership. My husband was in that yin position. So I was just micromanaging him all the time, trying to control our circumstances, trying to do whatever I could so that my family wasn't a repeat of what I experienced as a child and all my ancestry, right? And and everything hit the fan. My husband and I worked really hard to create several different businesses and things. We kept thinking like, if we just could make more money and get ourselves above water financially, then probably all the other like discomfort that we're experiencing will just solve itself, right? Yeah. We already have the kids. We already got the white picket fence and, you know, we should be super happy. We have like the American dream. We should be super happy, but we weren't. But really what was missing was true intimacy, true connection. Some of those more feminine, subtle aspects. Yeah. Yeah. And as it happened for us, none of our financial endeavors worked out. It just was like one um, stumble after the other, after the other. And finally, my husband came forward and let me know that he had had a secret sex addiction our whole marriage. Wow. It told me about. Yes. Mm. And initially, I just was hopeful and optimistic. But it took time for me to realize that meant... How many years and times does that mean he lied to me about his whereabouts or what he was doing and also it affected that most intimate part of our relationship, you know? So it was it was around that time that I then asked him to move out and we were separated for six months and that was my rock bottom where I really came to this understanding around masculine and feminine energy and within myself. Like I am going to create the joy and the the fullness that is my birthright, regardless of what anyone else does around me. And, um, and thankfully, my husband did that work as well. So he did a lot of work on himself. I did a lot of work on myself. And we were ultimately able to come back together. So what we learned was that we had to really create this foundation of beautiful connection and intimacy even in order to create the success that we really wanted. And I'm so grateful now because money would have just been slapping a Band-Aid over the top of a problem. And we all know money magnifies, right? It would have probably yeah. just magnified the problems that were there. That it was like it got, you know, kind of distilled out of us. So then we were both able to turn around and create amazing businesses and, and do amazing work in the world. And that's what really led me to wanting to do this work. I saw um patterns as I began coaching women where business women in particular have um, a similar set of patterns and problems around 
um, intimacy and masculine and feminine energy. And it's because of the culture of the business world, all the shoulds that are put upon us. It's like, yeah. once you decide to be a business owner, all of a sudden there's way more pressures on you as a woman than if you just try to play small and you're not doing any of that stuff. Yeah. So that's, again, then that's where my affinity towards these business women really came from and stemmed from. Wow. That's, a, that's an amazing story. That's an, and, and, you know, and you going through it is so important for the process, right? So what, tell me a little bit more about the, the women that you're helping. When do they say, okay, I have this problem. Now I need to seek out Melissa, for example. Yeah, it's, it's quite a wide range. Um, uh, sometimes women will come to me because they'll be like, I'm just overwhelmed and burnt out in my work. And I know I'm not super satisfied in my relationships. And so that kind of can be a place where they'll come to me. But often it's also like, well, actually, we haven't had sex in a year. Mm. And I'm a business owner. And this is causing stress in every aspect of my life. Mm. Or, or they'll come to me and say, no matter how much time we spend together or how much we accomplish in our lives, my husband and I have no... Um, true connection i feel like he only values me for what i can do you yeah i really am yeah so these are the kinds of um places and spaces that women end up reaching out to me all right so if you would have to crush some myths when it comes to masculine and feminine er energy what kind of myths do you want to crush today on this podcast I love that question so much. I, I line this up as a distinction between cultural feminine and masculine versus yin and yang feminine and masculine energy. So let's we're going to lay out a distinction here. Cultural masculine and feminine is uh, different for everyone because it's dependent upon your upbringing and your conditioning and your culture. Um, but but often, I mean, oh my gosh, I can't tell you how many women I've had in my in my inbox who were like, I just wish I painted my nails more, or I just wish that I could like, and I'm like, this is not what we're talking about at all. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I think there is a big misunderstanding. I, I wanted to get that out of the way. And also let, uh, let us see how it's appropriate in business because, you know, some people have a deeper insight on this, some people don't. And I just really want to serve everybody involved. So, yeah, I'm super excited. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, and then I think because this masculine and feminine conversation has become more common in the business world for businesswomen, especially, I think there's some other things too. Like we sort of see this feminine energy like, mm, I'm going to just speak in stereotypes and and try not to offend people as I do. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, you know, she's like a yoga studio owner and she's sitting with sage and incense burning around her and she just she's just gonna meditate her way to a like a <laughs> booming business that she has to do nothing in and she never is worried or stressed or right like that that would be somehow the ideal feminine energy business owner. And it's actually sad because that woman, she's not going to create the kind of impact that she wants and that she was put on the planet to create. Mm -hmm. To me, that's just one more box that we've shoved women in. Like if you're not going to be a happy little stay-at-home wife and mommy and spend all your days vacuuming, then maybe we could at least keep you disempowered by 
you know, putting you in this box. Like it's mm -hmm. fine for you to just be super soft and flowy and like goddess like and whatever. It's really just another disempowered box. Mm -hmm. And it's not the truth of who we are at all. Um, at all, at, yeah. 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 So so no, it's not that at all. Um, but why then is this conversation so pertinent? You know, I know for me in coming to this space where, you know, initially it was literally an energy healer and I didn't know anything about energy healing. I was like desperate for peace. And that's why I started seeking alternative things. And she said to me, there's this angel and it's, uh, her name is Gushen, the Valley, Valley spirit. And she is like a kind of a deity or, or kind of guide or something in the Taoist religion. And I'm not going to pretend to know a ton about that, but uh, <laughs> the Taoist religion is all about yin. Yeah. And, and she's pacing over you and she's so worried about you because you're so out of balance in masculine feminine energy. I was so resistant. I was like, when I learned what that meant, I thought that like the universe was asking me to be weak or to somehow like let my guard down. <laughs> Which yeah, that, that's what a lot of women have, right, Melissa? Like yeah. feminine power, that's like feminine, it's weak and we cannot do business in that way. And then a lot of uh, females are exhausting themselves with the masculine actions, which is not 100% in their core and in their power, right? So yeah, yeah I'm super excited to speak about this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, you know, I, I felt very resistant to the whole thing at first. Mm -hmm. But when I really started to allow myself to get to know the parts of me that were in this uh, space of feminine energy, it felt like that. It was like, oh, these are parts of myself that I've just not given a space for at the table or that society has not allowed me to give a space for at the table. Um, you know, Brene Brown talks about this. Um, her book, Men, Women, and Worthiness is really great. She talks about how in her research, um, women still today, our shame is is kind of circled around do it all, never let them see you sweat, and also be small, meek, and quiet. Mm -hmm. And small, meek, and quiet have nothing to do with feminine energy. They Absolutely really don't. not. <laughs> but then do it all and never let them see you sweat. That's all masculine energy. It's super toxic. I mean, it can just like, it's like self-sacrifice to the max. So, so then what is this yin and yang? If we're not talking about cultural masculine and feminine, we're talking about yin and yang. It's the difference between um, these, these kind of concepts. Uh, doing is masculine, being is feminine. Uh, feminine is flow and masculine is structure. I like to look at it like a river with a riverbed. So the river flows the water is powerful. It's so powerful. Sometimes it carves spaces out of the rocks and things like this, right? And it can be fast. It can be fierce, whatever, right? Like the river water. That's the power to destroy everything, right? <laughs> but the essential component of a river is the riverbed, which is the masculine energy. And this is the how we need to set up our whole lives, right? Uh, yeah. This 
beautiful like balance of both or flow of both um, masculine and feminine energy. So we need the riverbed. A river without a riverbed would just be like scattered water. Um, like it doesn't know where to go. It doesn't. So we, so we need the structure. We need those parts of ourselves that are like leadership and all of these things. Uh, we need, you know, organization and we need, you know, aspects of control and things like this. But we also need to access the part of us that is the river. Absolutely. So what would you say that um, these female business leaders are afraid of? What are the biggest fears when it comes to this story? Well, when it comes to when it here here's what this really comes down to is masculine energy teaches us to just go for the prize go for the goal and then continue to move the benchmark like forward all the time right where feminine energy asks you to look at the desires of your heart and this is why an intimacy coach an intimacy expert is speaking about masculine feminine energy in the business world because i see so many business people um, business women, especially who do not listen to the desires of their heart. They want to be in relationships. They want deep, close and committed relationships and their feminine calls that. And then they say, well, that's going to take away time from my business. And so the, the biggest fears that I see showing up for business women around this is I want to build my business, right? I am doing this super important thing. I know my calling on the planet. I'm afraid to lose momentum. So I don't want to give up, you know, all this momentum that I've already sacrificed so much for in pursuit of like relationships or stuff that could potentially get in the way. But she has an equal and opposing fear which says, I don't want to create everything and then just enjoy it alone because it doesn't feel very enjoyable. Every high-level businesswoman knows that true success doesn't feel like anything without those deeply committed and connected relationships in our life. So those can kind of play out almost as like opposing forces and they don't have to. When my clients are working with me, like, I am telling them, look, when you're out on vacation, if you call in energetically, you're like, I am doing the work because I'm expanding my energy. I'm expanding as a person. I'm calling in the right clients right now. Like, it's so funny because oftentimes the, the client that you've been holding out for or whatever is going to call you up on vacation and be like, I'm ready. Sign me up. Or, you know, you just open up your account and boom, there's the money, right? And this these things happen because our energy matters. So spending time with our family or spending time in our relationships in ways that really fulfill us and that bring us pleasure actually is working on our business because we are the heart and soul of our business. It is. It is. Yeah. It's so, so, so important. So what what is the point that people are missing when it comes to this? What is the biggest point that they are missing when it comes? For, for example, I think when men think about feminine energy, they think, okay, that's only for females, but it's about the energy part. Can you explain a little bit more about this? Because it's not like bound to gender. It's more like uh, the direction of the energy, right? Yeah. And actually men need this more, more than ever as well. Our whole I know. <laughs> world is being called into a more feminine energy um, structure. Uh, that sounds like a funny way to say that. It's very unstructured. You know, if you know much about like the stars and you look at things like um, the pandemic and things like this as signs, everything points towards 
us moving towards more feminine energy and true connection and listening to our intuition and things like this as well. Previously, what has driven us as a society has been what we can show on the outside. So the people that we revere have a lot to show for it on the outside, right? But what about what's on the inside? And and feminine energy really speaks to that. I think that there will come a time when we can't just separate those two. It's like I can see straight through the lies that you're saying or the kind of person that you really are. And so the people who will be kind of like our inspiration or whatever, I think are going to change dramatically. So mm. feminine energy absolutely is for for both men and women. And the ultimate is a beautiful blend and balance of the two within us. I And I like I personally look at Jesus as this example. Like Jesus had very feminine energy qualities and he had very masculine energy qualities. He would be like able to lead, able to teach, and he would say, come follow me. And he would just keep walking. Like he, those are very masculine energy characteristics. He was confident. He knew his purpose. He knew where he was going, all of those things. He was very sure. But then he also had these other beautiful aspects of him where, you know, the woman caught in adultery, he just gets down on the ground with her and like, it like is with her in Passion. her yeah. brain. Yes. Yeah. And obviously extending this like healing energy and, you know, crying when his friend died, even though he knew he was going to go resurrect him. Like it was just emotion for the sake of emotion because he loved and things like this. Right. So I like, I love like looking at that as an example, because Really, that's the ultimate. And our our men feel so, our men have been so, the problem is, is the patriarchy and the way that society has run has affected our men and our women. Mm, yeah, I believe that. Yeah. So yeah, that's super, super interesting. And um, we've been talking a lot about feminine and masculine energy with women. But how about men? How do they suffer if they're, masculinity is too big what is the pressure that men experience in this uh, range yeah i think the thing that we probably don't realize and talk enough about is that men are are put in boxes too and what i find is that men actually feel less safe to be fully self-expressed or to just be themselves than women that pattern has emerged and shown up over and over, which surprised me initially. But it makes sense when you just think of the stereotypes, right? Like women are more emotional, women are more expressive. What about the men? So what we see happening is an imbalance, either a swinging into that toxic masculine space, you know, which everyone labels as narcissism. Sometimes it is narcissism. A lot of times it's just overcompensation for not wanting to be put in these boxes. Or they're swung over into this other side of the pendulum where they actually have a more yin approach or feminine approach to life, which can look a lot like not speaking up because they want to keep the peace, not actually saying what exactly. they think <laughs> or right. And then their partners are thinking, I can't trust a word you say, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know if you're actually going to do what you say you're going to do. I don't know if you're actually going to follow through. I don't know if that's even actually how you feel. Yeah. So, especially I, with powerful women, I, I, I suppose. 
Yes. Right, because the masculine energy is there. So powerful women must experience. I even experienced that at times. So better not say anything. <laughs> so how do you, how, how can women like really manage this? How can they uh, make sure that they do open up and that they do let men feel safe in their masculine masculinity? I think the first step is actually acknowledging that your husband, your partner, the men in your life have feelings too. And really asking, have I actually given myself the opportunity to imagine what it feels like to be in his shoes every day? Like, have I actually done that? Like, I want that from him, but have I actually done that? You know, that is the first step. And then certainly everything we've discussed about being in your feminine energy, it is that openness. It is that receptivity that that creates a beautiful foundation to foster open communication. So if you don't feel like you fully understand your partner or the men in your life, there's probably work for them to do too but there is work for us to do. And to ignore that is, is to say that all the societal pressures that also fall on them just don't exist. Mm. And we know that that's not true. So I've actually created a course. It's called Understanding Him. Oh, I love that name. Yes. <clears throat> it's going to be so good. You know, born of me hearing from men over and over about these difficulties that they face too, and how often they, you know, they share these things with me, like in this secret, almost like in shame. Like, yeah. I, I wish I didn't feel this way. I wish this wasn't so hard for me. They feel bad about it because society says, who cares? Suck it up, right? Like yeah. that's what they've been told their whole yeah. lives. So the course is called Understanding Him. It's unlike anything I've ever done before to really support women to open up that communication line and open up themselves to receiving their husband and making a little more space in the relationship for their husband um, or their partner to take up space or for them to just heal their heart around the other men in their lives. Part of where this was born from is, is that I've endured a lot of trauma at the hands of men and the decisions of men in my ancestry, in my extended family, and then even in my own marriage, healing those pieces. And so I just know we walk around with this wounding and it weighs us down in ways that we can't even imagine. So I would love, you know, if that speaks to you or resonates with you and you're listening right now, please come and, um, and check out the course. It uh, launches on September 12th of this year. If you're listening to this and it's past September 12th, we we likely will have uh, a recording where we'll we'll launch the course automated as well. But um, yeah, come and come and see Understanding Him and you can find that on my website as well. That's amazing. That's amazing. So Please share a short story, some, something that really impacted you when it comes to one of your client's transformations that really comes to mind. I, I, I'm sure you have many, but I, I always love to hear a story. The most recent one that has touched me so deeply is um, I, I worked with this woman um, for almost a year 
And she, you know, really, really accessed her feminine energy and massive permission. She runs a, a real estate brokerage and stuff. So a lot of people look to her and depend on her. She was being everything for everyone. And then she just really started to access what I call being sacredly selfish. You know, just that space of like me first, actually. Like, what do I need? And filling my own cup and what brings me pleasure and what do I really want, right? So we had worked together. And then we d we did some calls and we decided to uh, bring her and her husband into some coaching and work with both of them. And we had worked with them almost two years. And it was like, you know what? They're they're stuck. For some reason, uh, you know, they, they've reached these strides, but then they, they kind of got to a plateau. And I couldn't clearly see what it was that was still holding them back. There were just still some things because they had a lot of mix up in this polarity in their relationship. She was such a strong leader that often she showed up in the masculine energy and her husband showed up in the um, in the feminine energy. Um, you know, just more of like this, like, I'll do whatever you need. I'll say whatever you want me to say, like this kind of attitude, right? So I couldn't figure out what was what it was that was going on. And the more that that this man worked with me, he he had something happened in their family with one of their adult children. And I could tell he just he was just carrying so much guilt. And it was like, this is guilt from your entire life. Like what, you know, and he had been accused of lots of lots of things in his life. And he felt like he had to continually prove to people that he was a good man. And I see this for men so often, like feeling it like is. Yeah. You know, if you're not the rapist, then you're spending your whole life apologizing for the actions of the rapist. You know, it's just so unfair for yeah. our, our, our men who really are good men, right? So I'm like, okay, like we we just had a really frank heart to heart. And I'm like, write down all the things that you feel guilty for, whether it's because you actually did them and you feel guilty or because you were just accused of them and you were made to feel guilty, right? I want you to write down all those things and like and like release this because you don't need this. It's not serving you. It's not serving anyone, right? And he was really just ready and in this place. But he ended that call and he went to his current wife and he said, I had an affair on my previous wife. And he was going to take that secret to his grave like it had affected so many aspects of his oh, life imagine right he made one mistake one time but he felt like i have to do so much to prove now to my children and to everyone that knows me that i'm a good guy and how much that affected him and then he just like freed himself he went and he made amends he had a few conversations with a few people and it's like literally the thing happened like 20 years ago right like oh my gosh it's still affecting him so deeply yeah. and when he really like embraced this like intimacy which i actually break down as into me see just like freed himself up a bit he was able to just totally release this burden and then what was super exciting was all the kind of ways that they were being held back completely like busted through that dam. Mm -hmm. Like just his ability to, you know, for instance, like uh, women stereotypically love to be led in the bedroom. Like they don't want you to be like kind of, you know, uh, I guess 
tiptoeing around in the bedroom. They want you to be confident and assertive, but also see them and and value them and be with their feelings and, you know, whatever. It's this beautiful collaborative. And he couldn't really access that. He was still just so polite that her it plummeted her sex drive. She just wasn't that interested. That completely like switched, <laughs> like flipped upside down, like overnight. It was crazy. And just other aspects. Uh partnership. And then what's super cool too is again, like this is all connected to our business, right? So he, in this course of this whole thing has just stepped into full confidence as an investor and flipping um, properties, which is something that you have to be really self-driven to do, you know? And so he's just started to thrive in that space. So, so anyway, that, that was the most recent thing. It just, it's so, to me, it's such sacred ground when someone can be so vulnerable and because of the work we had done, he and his wife were able to like really hold space for each other to go through that. It's just, there's nothing better to me. <laughs> oh my gosh. I love this so much, guys. Do you love Melissa too? <laughs> I'm just really soaking up this story. I just want people to know where to find you to find out more. You have a beautiful blueprint to really help people, which you are going to give away, of course, to the audience of the vault. But if they want to find out more about you and your work, where can they find you, Melissa? Yeah, so my website at www.melissakeenan.com, which is M-E-L-I-S-A-K-E-E-N-A-N.com. And I have a free, so many free resources, but I've got a free intimacy guide there. And I've also got, a, you know, a blog there as well as uh, several training videos and things. And uh, we just closed out the season of the Chronicles of the High Powered Female CEO, which were interviews with seven plus figure business women, kind of about what it took their heart to create the success that they now have. So lots of free resources there. Also, if you're a woman listening and you're on the Facebook space, come search up Women Manifesting Intimacy. That's my Facebook group. So I'd love to connect with you more there as well. I love it. And one last question. What is the one question that nobody ever asks you, but you want to answer? Mm, what a funny and fun question. <laughs> <laughs> I love this one. <laughs> I think like, you know, what comes to mind is sometimes wrapping words around this work is very frustrating to me. Yeah. It's like, it's so deep and I feel it's so important. I, I see families under attack so much and I, I, I know the value and sanctity of families and so I think the question would be like, actually for the audience, like, can you tune into your intuition right now to your gut and feel into the words that were just shared here? And does something call to you to deepen connection in your life, to deepen intimacy, vulnerability in your life? That, that would be the question, mm -hmm. just to pause and feel, feel the words. Oh my gosh, I love it. I just had to take a, a small pause. I loved it. I will see you next week to level up. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Vault. Respect for showing up and creating your next stage of life and business. If you liked this episode, I invite you to dive deeper and stay. The S stands for subscribe and share. 
Make a screenshot right now and pay it forward and send this to five friends who can benefit from this value. The T stands for try and transform. Try the technique, at least until the next episode. The A stands for action. Action creates success. Don't stay a student when you have a code. You should try to open the vault. And finally, the Y stands for you. This is about the most valuable asset of the vault and life in general. The one and only authentic you. So if this was your code, please comment and help the vault grow. Hashtag unlocked, hashtag next level, hashtag dive deeper. And see you next week to level up again.